Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Ready Player One, the Steven Spielberg film. This film is not for children, okay? There are some sexual innuendos, there are some comments about The Shining, etc., which I've never seen The Shining, but I didn't really like that section, let's just put it that way. But the thing I did like about this movie is it's about a kid named Wade. And Wade really does have a sucky life. He lives in a bunch of shacks of trailers that are stacked up on top of each other in a really bad part of town. And they all, Wade and his friends, are all in a virtual reality when they can be called Oasis. And the point of the film is Wade is trying to get the key to Oasis, or the Easter egg for Oasis, so he can be the new owner of Oasis and keep the ION group who is basically trying to control everyone in the world with the virtual reality from winning the Easter egg. The thing I did like about this movie is the camaraderie of people in it and also that it shows that most battles are all battles of ideology. There's a very poignant scene where there is a battle on planet Doom and you've got the ragamuffin team of Wade and everybody basically who's on Oasis fighting the ION group who wants to have corporate control of Oasis. And I think it really brings out the fact that all battles are pretty much ideological ones. And you know, if you break down why the Ragamuffin team wanted Oasis not to go into the IONS, ION um, group, it was because they knew that if it did, the real world would suffer. And you know, I think that's kind of what I liked about this because it kind of it it played with the idea of what is real, what is reality, and reality is always better than you know, virtual reality. And I also really liked um, H. Um, it's this big alter avatar um, robot. And in real life, it's this really cool girl from Detroit. I mean, super cool. And I really liked how all the characters, I mean, they didn't have the answers. They didn't always do what was right. But, you know, if you want to know why I like kids, it's because even when they make terribly, terribly bad decision. I mean, okay, let's face it. There were some things with Wade and Samantha that you're going, ugh, kids. But, you know, you'll be going, ugh, adults, too, because they still do the same thing. But I'm just saying, um, the thing I like about kids is that they're willing to be more gung-ho about things than, like, most adults. It's like, there's this awesome little kid named Sue. He's 11 years old in the show, and he's this super cool ninja dude. And... I love that part of kids. I mean, they will do stuff and they will go for it when most people would sit there and not. And I think that's why I like them. And there's an especially poignant scene with this kid named Toshiro in real life. I I think his avatar's name is Daiko. Or, yeah, Daiko. But anyway, he is in the middle of a battle, but he doesn't do anything until he gets to his moment. And he realizes he has to save up all his energy for that moment and at that moment he he dons another avatar which is this giant um, robot and he fights the biggest robot on the field and he does end up his avatar ends up getting destroyed completely but at that moment the thing I loved about it is yes Toshiro's avatar is destroyed but Toshiro is still there it's not a big deal and I mean I'm not trying to be bad here to anyone who's a gamer in that reality but I'm just saying the real Toshiro was still there and the thing I loved about Toshiro is he's like I am waiting for that moment and yes I know it's probably going to end in failure but I'm going to put a dent in the bad dude so 
I love that part of Tashir and how he's just waiting. He's calculating when he needs to do his moves. And I think that's really cool. And you, you don't see that a lot in people in film or portrayed, but I think it's the knowing when to do what you need to do. The other thing I like is at the moment that Tashira's avatar, Dido, um, is destroyed, um, the character of Samantha, whose um, other name is... I can't think of it in a moment. But anyway, her real name is Sam. So anyway, Sam throws a hand grenade into the body of the robot that the bad dude is in. I think his name is Nolan. But anyway, and he goes, oh, blank, it's her. And I mean, I don't mean it weird, but at the end of the day, you really want to be one of those people that when the bad people see you coming, it's, oh, blank, it's her. Because you live your life well. You do the right thing. And you know what? Not that you necessarily want that engraved on your tombstone, but there are worse fates. I'm just saying. So I really liked that part of it and the fact that it really showed very tangibly that pretty much all battles are battles of ideology. And you know, right now in 2020, we got a lot of battles going on. I mean, everyone I talk to, it has been one never mind of a year. But you know, someday I'm going to do a podcast just on 2020 because this has been not a good year for everyone I've talked to. And you know, it's in the news. It's it's not just in the U.S. I mean, we've got it up in Canada. We have it in Asia. You know, everybody's having a rough time. And you know what? It's And then we have this whole stuff coming up with the riots and the terrible things that are happening that way. And you're going, you know, it's really a battle of ideology and making sure that you're on the right side of the ideology. And you know, that's really when it comes down to brass tacks, I think the important thing is people seem to forget that it's not... And, you know, I live in the U.S., and right now it's kind of a hotbed for this. And I try to not read the news, and I try to not do it, because it's just a mess. And you're going, the people, the people are not doing the right thing. And, you know, some of us are, and it's it's kind of a difficult battle because it's a mess, you know. But I think at the end of the day, knowing that, you know, it is an ideological battle, and it's not something that's easily won, but it's something that's definitely worth fighting for. And that is the important thing. And, you know, that's kind of at the end of the day. The other thing I really liked about the Ready Player One was at the end of the movie, he won the Easter egg. And he could have had basically sole control of Oasis. But instead, he divided that control amongst him and his four friends. And he also had Og, who was basically the co-creator of Oasis, come in as a consultant. The other thing I really liked about Og is he is the one who was the avatar for basically the library research assistants of Holiday's memories. And I think it's kind of interesting that even though he and Holiday didn't part as friends, he still cared enough about him to be basically his researcher for his memory banks. And that's kind of cool in a weird way. So I really did like some parts of this movie. Again, I would definitely not watch it with children because, again, I really don't see where we had to put in the sexual innuendos or the shining stuff, but some people are going to really go for that, so that's their thing, and again, not going there. But I still liked it because it really brought up some things in a very tangible way that were good during this year of 2020, which is not an easy year on any level. And, you know, there are hard years that have come before, and 
we will get through them because we are humanity and one thing about humanity we survive so you know that's kind of at the end of the day i think what ready player one's about because not only do we survive but we usually end up making something really good out of really bad situations and i'm really looking forward to seeing how that happens in 2020 the end of it and 2021 as each of us you know do do the right thing and make the right decisions and you know, some of us aren't gonna, but at the end of the day, the ones that do, I think that's going to be, you know, honored on a universal level. I mean, I don't know, but you know, everybody believes something different, but you know, there is such a thing as karma, no matter what your faith is. And I think that doing the right thing for the right reasons at the right time, even if you don't think it's going to pay off, is a really worthy thing to do. And it's like, there's a very famous rabbi, his name is Rabbi Sachs, and he wrote a book called To Heal a Fractured World. And basically, the book was about maybe focusing not on your differences, but focusing on what brings people together. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what we need to do. I mean, not that you don't need to honor people's differences, because I think you do, but the thing I'm kind of seeing in the media and in the um, basically rebuttal to all the issues we're seeing is basically looking at all the differences and to me it's like not that people aren't different not that different groups have different beliefs because I think you need to respect those and honor those but I also think that we need to focus on what brings us together as human beings and what makes us similar and you know there is a universal law of humanity and I think that that is kind of what we need to focus on now again I'm not trying to get political and this isn't like a big tirade on politics this is just you know, the ramblings of a review after watching Ready Player One in 2021 with all the stuff that has happened in America. So, you know, and with that, I think I'm going to close. But I did like this film. I did not like certain parts of it, but I still thought it had some valuable insight. And I really, really like the kids of Toshiro, Toshiro and Sue. They are just so awesome. I mean, really. And H, I mean, you just really gotta like H. And I don't know if you ever find out her name in real life, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, that's a little digression. But that is my review of Ready Player One. With that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye!